Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So what is the Great Reset? A lot of controversy over the last few days about the Great Reset. And you know, one of the reasons I knew I needed to cover this today, um, ironically, is because the fact checkers seem concerned about it. So my humble opinion is whenever the lefty liberal Soros-funded Pointer Institute fact-checkers get very concerned about something, it means you're over the target. I wouldn't have really covered this until I saw the fact-checkers worried about it. Then I'm like, oh, something's up. We'll cover that, March for Life, um, and and what elites are doing to our society in this really just horrible story about masks. A lot to get to today. Don't go anywhere. Your questions as well at the end of the show. Um, I've also got an economic segment on the end about something very important to me, a digital currency, digital currency and the big no and what the government is going to do with the digital currency. If it happens, how it'll affect your wallet. Don't miss that. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Let's go. It's Friday. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, Friday's always a good day. It's a very busy day for us. There's always a lot going. Guy included now. I've roped him into a lot of my work endeavors on Friday. So this goes on forever. Don't miss my show this weekend on Fox. It is our last week at 10 o'clock at 10 p.m., uh, you may have heard yesterday on my radio show. If you haven't, I'll announce it right now. We are moving. My Fox show is moving down an hour to 9 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday next week, not this week. So set your DVRs. Judge Janine, of course, has left that spot. She's with the five now. Uh, congratulations to Lawrence Jones and Brian Kilmeade, who also got shows on Saturday. Brian at 8, Lawrence at 10. But we will be at 9 o'clock next week. This week, I've got Leo Terrell on. I've got what I think is my best monologue yet. And uh, I will be discussing at the end that Martin, the Pharma Bro case, Martin Shkreli case, uh, and a lot of other really great stuff. Don't miss the show. You're really going to like it. I appreciate it. We worked hard on it this week. So first, um, the March for Life is today in D.C. And I just want to address this quickly before the Great Reset. Ladies and gentlemen, um, life is the fight for us. Uh, there are some Republicans, not necessarily conservatives out there, you know, who believe, oh, social issues, we should leave that behind and fight for tax cuts all the time. Listen, tax cuts are great. Love economics. We'll be talking about it a little later, taxes. But the hard reality is you can't pay taxes if you're dead. And if we're not willing to fight for life, including life in the womb, which is a stage of life in the womb, then the movement is useless. So I want to send a big hat tip to the March for Life folks who show up every year in the freezing cold in Washington, D.C. Um, to march for the um, importance of human life. That is our issue. 
This is the fight. Life is the fight. Without life, taxes, schools, health care. It's nothing really to take care of with health if you're not alive. Life is, I can't say it any simpler than that. That is the bedrock of conservatism. So thank you to the March for Life folks and the Rachel Campos Duffy, my friend who was down there today with Fox covering it. Thank you very much. Moving on to the Great Reset. What piqued my interest in this? You may say, oh, what is it? Glenn Beck's got a new book out. Yeah, congrats. It's been selling very well, the Great Reset book. Uh, and I like Glenn. Glenn and I are old friends. But that's not really what piqued my interest. What piqued my interest was when the fact checkers at Reuters, which I'll get to in a minute, seemed really worried about debunking the Great Reset. Joe, what does that signal to us? Something's amiss. Yeah, that, the right? yeah. The, the fact checkers, they don't understand, like, they are single-handedly the greatest proponents of the Streisand effect on planet Earth, right? The Streisand effect when Barbara Streisand told photographers, don't take pictures of my house. It's real. You can look it up. And then they all showed up and wondered why she didn't want pictures of her house. They started taking more pictures of her house. The Streisand effect. That's what the fact checkers do to me. When they're concerned about something, the liberal fact checkers, I know we're onto something. So first, the Great Reset is not some conspiracy theory. It's something that's actually been promoted by the World Economic Forum. You can see it on their own website. Just put it in a search engine, WEF, The Great Reset. It's uh, supposedly some sustainability initiative by the World Economic Forum. You know, the elites. Ladies and gentlemen, The Great Reset, what, whatever the World Economic Forum characterizes it as, is not a new idea. Um, it's something that's been characterized in different phrases and words over the years, but it's not new. Um, it's been characterized as year zero, you know, getting rid of the old, a attachment to subjective values. I'll explain that stuff in a minute. But it is a thing on the left and with Marxists and socialists. It is not a conspiracy theory. Whether the WEO meant it or didn't, um, using that term, I don't think, was an accident. The left has used a lot of buzz terms to get back to year zero. And by year zero, we mean the elimination of history and any attachment to some uh, common human chronological path to where we got. They just want to start over. You'll see James Lindsay on Joe Rogan's show explain what I mean in far better terms in just a second. So don't go anywhere. But the Great Reset, year zero, and getting rid of the old, as the Maoists would talk about it, is really a war on objective truth. And I want to explain to you why before I go into this and why the fact checkers are so concerned. Um, it's because conservatives and libertarians have gotten very smart over the decades. We don't take the left's word for anything right now. We don't take the fact checkers words. We don't take the media words, right? If you are going to be a socialist and you are going to give the government absolute power, the only way to absolute power is to have an unconstrained government, right? A government is constrained by a constitution or a set of governing documents that constrains them, i.e. our Bill of Rights, which says what the government can't do. Uh, they can't stop you from assembling, petitioning the government, speaking. Liberals hate that. Liberals want absolute authority. They don't want constraints on the government. That requires subjectivity. In other words, rules they can change at the last minute. We believe in free speech as long as it's not conservatives. You get it? That's a subjective interpretation of a rule because it's not a rule at all. Right. They can speak freely, but we can't. That's not really a rule, right? So liberals love subjectivity, their ability to interpret a rule and they hate objective things, things that are unchangeable, God-given rights. They hate it because it gets in their way. They don't want a competition for power. Joe and I have been talking about this since I've been in my basement yep. in Severna Park doing this podcast with 100 listeners. Objective 
values are unchangeable and they're a competition for the state. Liberals hate them. So when I heard about the Great Reset and the Reuters panicking, I knew something was up. Here, Reuters. Now, this is from 2021, but they just reposted it again, Reuters. Fact check. Multiple misleading suggestions made in a documentary on the COVID-19 pandemic. This was about the Great Reset. And they keep posting this, Reuters, suggesting this is some big conspiracy theory, the Great Reset, even though I just showed you the World Economic Forum posting about the Great Reset. Now, I did a little homework, and this is really crazy, fellas. You're never going to believe it. So the World Economic Forum posts about the Great Reset, uh, and what, you know, what's been termed in other ways as year zero and the wiping out of history. Again, the World Economic Forum suggesting it's about sustainability, but we'll see. Uh, then I saw this. Reuters, January 2021. <laughs> Reuters partners with the World Economic Forum for exclusive content distribution on Reuters Connect. Yeah, weird, huh? What a coincidence. Reuters partners with the WEF. The WEF puts out the Great Reset. Everybody panics like, hey, my gosh, is this connected to this other socialist ideas? And Reuters fact checks. and goes, no, 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 it's nothing to do with it. It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Strange, right? It's all a big coincidence, folks. Yeah. Here is the best explanation yet I have seen of what the Great Reset Year Zero. And again, whether the World Economic Forum is the sky, they claim it's about sustainability. But this concept isn't new. James Lindsay, who's conceptual James on social media and does a great job, by the way, was on the Joe Rogan show. And this is the best explanation yet on how these ideas like year zero and getting rid of the old and detaching people from the objective values of their family and God are the goal of the Marxists to create division. This is fantastic. Check this out. From the Marxist perspective, having studied the history of Marxism to the 20th century, I'm telling you, this guy, George Lukács in Hungary laid this plan out because you get these kids like you break down their innocence sexually, especially uh, what you can do is then you're going to they're going to go home and they're going to tell their parents that there's some like lith romantic, you know, demisexual, you know, tree, tree self gender, some, you know, pronouns tree, tree self or something that some and their parents are going to be like, what, you know, and they're going to be like, mom, you just don't understand, you know, so that you separate the the younger generation from the older generations. You get them to break away and think that they're old fogies, that they're repressive. You don't want me to be my true self, et cetera. The goal is actually to destabilize the kid's identity so that they're groomable. That's identity without an essence in queer theory. And then they're groomable. And you groom them into the stuff. And then they look at their parents' culture. They look at their parents themselves. They look at their parents' generation. They look at the parents' religion. And they say, that doesn't represent me. We need something completely different. So it's to set, it's to just like in Mao's Cultural Revolution, and I mean that much more literally than, than you might suspect, it's to cut the tie between the continuity of culture up to that point, including the family, and to start a whole new culture afterwards. I mean, Pol Pot called it year zero. I guess Klaus Schwab calls it the Great Reset. Um, but the goal is to separate the new generation from the traditions and views of the old generation. For Mao, it was to destroy the so-called four olds, old culture, old habits, old customs, and old ways of thinking. The best explanation I've seen yet, hat tip, uh, James Lindsay on the great Joe Rogan show. You notice what he said, a point again, Joe and I have discussed since the basement in Severna Park. It's very simply stated this way. He gave a very intellectual, bright, but easily relatable explanation, James Lindsay. If you believe in absolute state power, which leftists do, you don't want competition. Right. You can't have absolute power if you have competition and your power by definition is not absolute. If I'm sharing power with Joe Armacost. I don't have absolute power. Right. Right. The government and socialists don't want competition. A source of of power is the idea of a big R God given right. In other words, I have power. I'm sovereign over my own body and my ability to speak. 
I have a First Amendment God-given right to speak freely. That is a source of competition for the left they don't want. They want to be able to censor your speech if it gets in the way of their power. So any source of objective truth or values is going to be a target of the left. Now do you understand their incessant focus on things like sexuality, dismantling the family? You heard the BLM leader, Patrice Cullors and them, talking about communism and putting in their manifesto on BLM that their war on the nuclear family. Why? Think about it, folks. Why would the nuclear family, the idea of a mom and a dad and kids and a white picket fence, right? Why would that idea be so offensive to someone? Have you ever thought about this? There's nothing inherently offensive about it. It is a source of all of our good memories because it's competition. The family passes down tradition and the idea that you're valuable and you have rights. You are valued. The left doesn't want that. They don't like the competition. Hence, their focus on things like sexuality and, and as, as Lindsay just said, as a way to divide the old fogey parents from the new woke kids. They're focused on breaking up the nuclear family. It's a source of objective values, and the family is competition for the state. Again, Lindsay brings up another thing. It's not by accident. Gosh, I'm loving this segment already. I know self-praise things, but I, I'm sorry. I am too. I love this segment. Yeah. The religion. I mean, you've been listening to this now for seven years. Love religion. They, Lindsay brings up two things there. The family division, source of objective values, the family. And the second thing is religion, because religion is a source of objective, unmovable values that are competing with the state. Why do you think they hate Catholicism, religion, Judaism, even Islam so much? Why do you think the Chinese Communist Party is literally imprisoning Muslim Uyghurs? Why? Why? Why are they doing that? It's not about Islam. It's about competition. They would do the same thing with Christians, and they have with the Christian and Catholic Church. They would do the same thing with, 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 with Jews like they did in Germany. It's competition for the state. They can't have it. You can't have any attachment to a religion that says, I have inherent value. God has given me these rights to do this. The state says, no, you don't. You get your rights from us. No, I get them from God. You have a clash. Immovable object, unstoppable force. Something's got to give. That's why they hate it. Lindsay just summed it up so beautifully on Joe Rogan's show. Now, showing you why Reuters and them are so panicked about us being on to the scam. Glenn Beck's new book and others, which has been rocking up the charts. The liberals hate it when we find out who they are. There's nothing the liberals like more than subterfuge. They're ninjas. They're not samurais. And I don't mean it in that they have fighting skills. I mean it in that they want to be, they want to walk around. The samurai was out there on the battlefield facing down their enemy. The ninjas worked at night and kind of like assassins. They wanted to creep up on you. The left loves to creep up on you. And when we expose them, me, Glenn Beck, Mark Levin, you know, Hannity, Shapiro, uh, Bannon, and others who have the Matt Walsh, these shows, they hate it. They hate, that's why they're pushed towards censorship. And when the censorship doesn't work, they use their fact checkers to come in and make us all look crazy, even though I'm literally putting up for you the World Economic Forum's own website. And their own words, too. Their own words, too. Yeah, right here. This is, a, this is at the World Economic Forum. Here is a, a woman at the WEF saying the quiet part out loud that, hey, listen, um, us elites, 
who want to institute these state-sponsored values, us elites, right? We trust each other. Of course, they're the elites. But you know what's really weird? The great unwashed, the smelly deplorables out there, they don't really trust us anymore. You see the panic and now the need for Reuters to fact check? They'll fact check this episode too. Watch. Here is an official at the World Economic Forum again, saying the quiet part out loud. Check this out. At Davos, a few years ago, you know, the Edelman survey showed us that the good news is the elites across the world trust each other more and more. So we can come together and design and do beautiful things together. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite less. You see how they're having this problem now? They want to advance the big government socialist ideology and they need a marketing program. But the more they do the marketing program, the more shows like this and the shows I just mentioned expose what they're really up to. Trying to attack the family, objective values and institute state power. And they don't know what to do. Well, we can't be quiet about it if we want the socialism virus to spread. But the more we talk about it, the more people expose us. Gee, can we go out of order a little bit, the MSNBC clip? I know I had it afterwards, but here, here's what I mean. Here's MSNBC from years ago with an ad they actually ran about the family. Well, family shamly. The kids belong to all of us. They they were widely panned for this, and now they run from this kind of stuff. But the ads resurfaced again to show you this really delicate balancing act they have. Here, MSNBC saying the quiet part out loud. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Oh. There you go. Oh. Now, once they were, you know, widely mocked for that ridiculousity, all of a sudden they said, oh, my gosh, now everybody sees what we're up to. Why do they see what we're up to? Because we just said it. You see how these war, the war continues, these two things, the nuclear family and religion, they're competition for the state. Elites hate competition. Elites want absolute power. Because they think you're too stupid to govern yourself. You ever want to read a great book on it? Read Thomas Sowell's book, Vision of the Anointed, or Conflict of Visions. They're two separate books, but they're both wonderful. I've read them both multiple times. They're keepers. Here is the great Thomas Sowell speaking about why these elites that want absolute power, want the family and uh, religion dissolved because they don't want any conflict. Here's Thomas Sowell talking about why elites are always screwing everything up because they're the ones that are actually too stupid to figure out that they pay no price for their mistakes while we do. Check this out. When you refer to intellectuals in intellectuals in society, whom do you mean? I mean, people whose end products are ideas. Uh, there are other people, people with great uh, intelligence whose end products are things like the Salk vaccine. Uh, a a research scientist is not necessarily an intellectual. That's right. He, he, an engineer isn't necessarily right. an intellectual. That's right. 
because the engineer is, is judged by uh, the end product, uh, which is not simply ideas. If he builds a building that collapses, it doesn't matter how brilliant his idea was, uh, he's ruined. Uh, conversely, if an intellectual who's brilliant has an, has an idea to, for rearranging society, and that ends in disaster, he pays no price at all. Yeah. That's the very definition of these WEF Davos elites. They may be really good at chess, as Sol says in the extended version of that clip, which you should watch. It's on Uncommon Knowledge. Hat tip to them, Peter Robinson. They may be great at playing chess, but when trying to divvy up how money should be spent in the energy industry, including amongst sustainable resources, they don't know a damn thing. And if they're wrong and they bankrupt everyone, they pay no consequence at all. They still have their private jets, but you do. I have to tell you, folks, that was one of my favorite segments I've ever done. And I mean, in like the seven years I've been doing the show. Sorry, I'm, again, it's not meant to be an act of self-praise, but this is really dangerous stuff. And that's, I, once I saw the fact checkers, Joe, yeah. the great reset, I knew something was up. And this is why they're so worried, because we're catching on to their scans. Well, a compliment to all you. Right. That was some of the best, Thanks. most important groups of okay. clips that anybody could have played. Great choice Yeah, I think today. we laid it out pretty good. And again, we've been chatting about this since the basement, about the war on objective values. So I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Spring's around the corner. And if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single-shot turkey camo 12-gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range, and now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if the fully adjustable fiber optic sights aren't enough, it's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you'll get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms and you're going to love this company. Do you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great-tasting superfruit juices, and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself, risk-free, with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120life.com and use the code DAN to save 15% and receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You got nothing to lose but those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120life.com, that's 120life.com, and use code DAN to save 15%. This is serious. It's your life we're talking about. 120 Life can help you. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Speaking of elites and some of the damage they do when they get out of their comfort zone, like I said, they may be the, you know, they may have read a book on, you know, 17th century basket weaving and being an expert at that Sumerian basket weaving or whatever it may be. They know absolutely nothing about organizing your business. 
Matter of fact, they know even less about the science of masks and other things. So when elites get involved and you get lectures from Kamala Harris and people like that who are too, too smart, air quotes, for their own good, this is the kind of stuff you get. National polls. Please read this article. It's in my newsletter, bongito.com slash newsletter to sign up. It's free. National polls. Mask mandates causing over a 350% surge in childhood speech delays. As I said to you yesterday, it's absolutely astonishing the damage they, not us, we smartened up to this crap a long time ago with the lockdowns and the mask mandate scams and the vaccine mandate scams. It's astonishing the damage the left has done to their own kids in an effort to attack Donald Trump. It really, really speaks to a level of depravity I'd never thought I'd see when I'm alive. It's one thing to attack conservatives in a sick, depraved way. I could show you the death threats. I screenshot most of them. But it's a whole other thing to, to destroy your, your kids' prosperity, happiness, development, all because you believe in a sick, perverse ideology and you're going to stay loyal to it. I just can't. It's, it's incredible. Here's one piece of good news here. It is a Friday. There is some sanity starting to develop. Again, another story that'll be in my newsletter today. I encourage you to read. It's at Hot Air by Jazz Shaw. The UK Academy of Sciences opposes blocking medical misinformation on social media. Folks, I'm not kidding. I had to read this story twice. I'm so used to the liberal slash media slash academic symbiote trying to crush free speech that when I read this headline, I really had to read it twice. I thought uh, the way I originally read it was UK Academy of Sciences supports blocking medical misinformation on social media. That's uh, finally some sanity. I don't know anyone in the UK Academy of Sciences. Um, I, 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 may, I, I may have met someone. I don't know. But congratulations. Finally, some sanity. If you read the piece without going into uh, uh, the intricate details of it, I can sum it up for you. The gist of it is this. The UK Academy of Sciences is saying, well, what is medical misinformation? We've been told a whole bunch of changing things on coronavirus because the information changes. So, you know, Joe, one day's misinformation may be the next day's facts. Mm. One day's facts may become facts, may become next day's misinformation. And the point they're making is it's kind of dangerous to determine at the time what misinformation is, right? Finally. Now, that's a small thing. I mean, the tidal wave of speech censors from the liberals slash media slash academia is all coming ashore and I think it's going to get worse. But thankfully, we have some group out there calling for some sanity here, realizing the danger of what's going on with elites censoring their opponents. Something we discussed in detail on yesterday's podcast. Please go watch it. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please, it's important if you missed it. We discussed this at the end. It was Guy's favorite part of the show. Or the beginning, whatever. It's in the show. Speaking of elites, Joe Biden has, uh, our Pino, president name only, has made a point to only nominate, quote, elites, people too smart for their own good, to administrative, uh, bureaucratic, and court positions. His latest nominee to the courts, uh, thank God for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz picked up on something. There's a nominee in the Southern District of New York, excuse me, Dale Ho. Dale Ho. So Ted Cruz found some stuff about Dale Ho. Now, I bring this story up for a reason. You're going to see Ted Cruz question the nomination of Dale Ho as a judge and some of the stuff Dale Ho has said. And I want you to ask a question to yourself before you listen to this clip, because it's something, listen, I'm in the business world, ladies and gentlemen, lawsuits happen all the time. And I have to tell you, I have been genuinely concerned over the years that I won't get my fair say in court. 
because of political reasons. I'm obviously associated with the conservative and libertarian movements, right? I'm not kidding when I tell you I've been deeply concerned and I've been very respectful to judges in my case. I lost one against the Daily Beast. I, you know, I thought the judge made a terrible decision, but I never attacked him personally. But I have to tell you, I think, and I've been very concerned given all the stuff that goes on in litigation, whenever you get involved in business, that we're never going to get a fair shake in court anymore if you're a conservative. How in Hades do you expect to ever get a fair judicial ruling from a guy like Dale Ho, who has said this about conservatives? Here, check this out. And by the way, when I say wild-eyed loon, you would think that's some hyperbole. Well, I can tell you how Mr. Ho describes himself. He didn't quite say wild-eyed loon. He described himself as a, quote, wild-eyed leftist. That's his own self-assessment. Not only that, here's what he wrote in his church newsletter. Quote, Dale, do you do what you do because you want to help people? That'd be good. Or because you hate conservatives? And here's his answer. Anger can, in fact, be a tremendous source of power. Now, I want you to pretend for a second that you're a New Yorker who's a conservative. They do actually exist. They, 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 they may be in witness protection, but they do actually exist. You're a conservative in New York, and you find yourself in Judge Ho's courtroom, someone who describes himself, he writes in his church newspaper how much he hates conservatives. Are you going to get a fair shake? What Biden wants. He wants Dale Ho and the elites sitting there on the bench lording over your life in a courtroom you ever think you're going to get a fair shake in front of dale ho i don't know dale ho again it's not personal i try to stay away try it doesn't always work especially with roberts because he's been such a disappointment at the supreme court but i generally try to stay away from making it personal on judges but my gosh you think you have your fair shot in court with a guy who's admitted in a church newsletter he really can't stand conservatives come on man we're all human we're all human, right? Tautological statement. We're not robots. We're not automatons. We're all, we all have emotions. And whereas I can tell you, I genuinely believe conservative judges try to stick to the Constitution. Not all of them. I'm sure they're, they're human too. But because they don't want to be seen as unprincipled, I don't think a lot of these liberal judges care. Sonia Sotomayor, look at the vaccine mandate case, the OSHA case. Had no idea what she was even talking about. None. And then still ruled for the vaccine mandate, even though she said things in the courtroom about 100,000 kids in the hospital that were entirely eviscerated and discredited. You think she learned when she was corrected that maybe she was wrong? Nope, nope, nope. Our courts are falling apart, folks. And once that branch that's supposed to be non-political becomes entirely full of political actors like this guy, you can forget it. We're in a world of trouble. Okay, let me get to my third sponsor. And I want to warn you. The Federal Reserve is interested. In, well, let me be fair in this. They, they're, they're writing papers on. They're saying they haven't taken a position yet, but they're interested in looking at a digital currency. Folks, this is a big, huge deal. And the answer, after we just went over an explanation of the Great Reset from you, should be a huge, no freaking way. A digital currency? I'll tell you why coming up in this little economic, uh, quick economic block we do. Omaha Steaks. We love Omaha Steaks. Tony's getting a little jealous uh, because he hasn't gotten his Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha, we got to take care of Tone. Big Tone. Hook the hook a brother up. 
The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. Get 50% off site-wide. Save on mouth-watering favorites today. Go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious flavor you, flavor you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Bongino at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Say big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big, beefy burgers, and uh, all, all kinds of delicious food. So much more there. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value. With every purchase, is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee because the food's amazing. That's why. Simply go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale today. Don't forget to use the promo code Bongino at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry, because this deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code Bongino at checkout. Minimum purchase and restrictions may apply. Visit omahasteaks.com for details. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. So this section we're going to call Economic Lies Matter. Uh, and and, and what, what happens when people lie about economics and they lie about their intentions is these elites make bad decisions that then go and impact us, you know, the great unwashed, the deplorables, right? First, we've been told by the elites a couple of things that are accepted as factual yet are in fact fairy tales and myths. And yet, no matter how many times you discredit and debunk them, liberals will continue to tell you things. What's one of them? The rich don't pay their fair share. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just caveat this entire segment with a buyer beware. If you believe that you should are entitled to the wealth of others and rich people and that they should pay more in taxes, you're allowed to, ha- okay, I'm a believer in free speech. Fine, believe that. Believe that. If you just believe no matter what the tax rate on the rich is, they should pay more, fine. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's economically inefficient. All I'm asking you is not to lie about your reasons. Just say you think their money is yours. Just be honest. That's all I'm asking. Do you understand? Don't confuse this segment. I'm not telling you what to think. I'm just telling you to stop lying. Because the fair share argument, we need to tax the rich more because they don't pay their fair share, is nonsense. Here, this just came out yesterday. Be in my newsletter. Read it. An exhaustive study. January 20th, 2022, of the latest. This is the latest federal income tax data. This is from the federal government. So for all you people lying, oh, we need to tax the rich more because they don't pay their fair share. Okay, here's the actual data from the government. You liars. Bullet point one, I'll go through three quick ones. The top 50% of all taxpayers paid 97% of all individual income taxes for liberals who can't do math. That means 50 out of 100 American citizen taxpayers pay 97 cents of every tax dollar. Well, what did the bottom 50 out of 100 pay? Three, obviously, three. 50 out of 100 people paid 3% of the taxes. Fair share. Oh, it gets better. The top 1% of taxpayers, one out of 100, paid a greater share, these are the rich people, of individual income taxes, 38.8%, than the bottom 90% combined, 29.2%. You want the rich to pay more? You do you. It's a free country. But stop lying. One out of 100 taxpayers pays 40 cents of every dollar 90 out of 100 only pay 30 percent stop just stop lying and just tell everyone you're a socialist finally the trump tax cuts reduced average tax rates across all income groups 
That can't be true. The lefties told me that it only benefited the rich. I'm sorry you listen to liberal idiots. I'm sorry. It's just not true. That's the IRS data. Moving on. Brian Rydell, who's a really gifted author, uh, he wrote a piece over at National Review. Here's another talk point. You want the rich to pay more? Fine. Just say it. Just say it. It's dumb because the rich are giving money to government that flushes it down the toilet. Government elites that don't know a damn thing about business. You want her to pay more? Stop lying. The latest talking point is he writes in his piece, which again, will be in the newsletter today. Mainstream media boosts dishonest anti-billionaire screed. Have you heard this line about the rich, the billionaires? Oh my gosh. Since the transition, they've quadrupled and doubled their wealth. Well, again, just be honest about it. You know when they started measuring this doubling of billionaire wealth? Yes, if you look at Rydell's tweet and the chart he has up, the exact day the market hit rock bottom. It's like saying, Joe, you know, you got fired from your job on January 2nd. You made $20,000 in a severance pay. You get a job worth 60000 a few days later, and they're like, oh my gosh, that guy got so rich, he tripled his wealth. Well, when did you measure it from? The day you got fired? Of course you're going to get measurements like that. Just be honest. You don't like that the billionaires made money in, in, in the, uh, off the recession uh, they caused with the lockdowns? Fine, say it. But just stop lying. They measured it the day everyone's wealth hit rock bottom to make the increase look even bigger. It, exactly. It's a good point. It's the same way our buddy, let's go, Brandon Biden measures job growth. From the exact trough of when the pandemic hit. Just be honest about the data. Moving on, I want to spend a lot of time on this. This is the most important. Why? Because they use this data to push things like this. A digital currency. We can see in this protocol article. The Fed may create a U.S. digital currency and want your input. The answer is no. Why does the Federal Reserve want a digital currency? For two reasons, folks. Tax avoidance is a national pastime. Tax evasion is a crime. The government hates tax avoidance. What is tax avoidance? Notice, I didn't say tax evasion. That's a crime. Tax avoidance. Right. They don't like the fact that rich folks and wealthy folks and even upper middle class folks use the federal tax code that Democrats and Republicans both agreed to to save money on taxes. They hate that. So with a digital currency, it'll make it easier for stuff to, to monitor stuff like that. And then they'll be able to change the laws to make sure that you don't use the tax code they legislated to take care of their friends to get your own money back. They want to use it to create narratives about fair share. They want to watch you, in other words, surveillance. The second reason is they're, love, they're in love with the idea of negative interest rates. We've discussed this often. I don't want to beat the topic to death here, but. As the government loves low interest rates. Low interest rates cost inflation. Inflation means your money's worth less. Inflation also means the government's debt is worth less because dollars are worth less, even dollars of debt. The government loves that. What's the lowest interest rate possible? You may say zero. No, you'd be wrong. Interest rates can actually go negative, meaning money would be worth less every single day you kept it in the bank. Meaning you put $100 in the bank at a negative interest rate, it's worth less every day. I'm not talking about in real terms. I'm talking about nominal terms, which is even worse. Government loves negative interest rates because what's worth less too then? Their debt. They can run up a lot of debt and have to pay back less. What does that have to do with a digital currency? Well, if negative interest rates were instituted at your bank, what would you do? You'd take your money out of the bank, right? 
Right. If you had a hundred dollar bill in the bank that was worth ninety nine the next day, you just take it out. It's still worth a hundred, nominally at least. Well, if it was a digital currency, folks, there's nowhere to take your money out of. The government just has to tap into your digital account and take it away. And so does the bank. The answer to a digital currency is a big fat no. Here's another piece on our short economics block. Yeah, that's right. Foundation for Economic Education, John Miltimore, fee. They have an article, Jason Furman, this Obama economist, is even discrediting now these ridiculous fairy tales. We're talking about the fairy tale, the rich don't pay their fair share. You want the rich to pay more? Argue that. Stop lying about it. Here's another one. Disinflation that's happening right now because the government's printing money it doesn't have and we don't have enough supply. What is the left's argument now? It's corporate greed, which is weird. Corporate greed, that's a new thing since Biden got in office. Kind of strange. Here's the Obama. Obama's an economic advisor, one of them, Jason Furman, who bluntly told the Business Insider, quote, corporate greed's a bad theory of inflation. He's basically blaming the Federal Reserve. In other words, what I just said, the same institution that wants a digital currency to institute negative interest rates to promote more inflation, even lefties are starting to realize the Federal Reserve is the problem. One last thing, I don't want you to think you're wasting your time ever on the show. Remember a few weeks ago when I discussed just-in-time, just-in-time supply chains, how companies now aren't stockpiling goods like they used to, they're just getting it just-in-time to not keep a lot of capital locked up in goods? There's a great piece Philip calls in the Wall Street Journal about hoarding. He says hoarding is a bad idea during times of supply chain uncertainty. What does he talk about? The lessons of just-in-time. The point I was trying to make weeks ago is how these, uh, these lockdown idiots of both parties, by the way, didn't understand that our supply chain is just in time. We have no backup plan. So when you cut supply chains, businesses can't make anything because there's no extra stuff when the factory starts up again. The other factory has to start up to get them the stuff. These are the elites. They couldn't figure that out. This is a business school 101 class. You didn't know that if you shut down the economy, Ford doesn't have 75,000 extra cars of a model laying around. They do just in time now. (sighs) Business school 101. Not for elites, folks. Man, we're powering through a lot of material. All right, uh, let me get to my last sponsor, and then I want to get to this video next. Again, you're not wasting your time here. What I tell you yesterday about the media leftist-driven Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis blood feud, the lichens versus the uh, vampire. What did I tell you? I told you it was a fairy tale and a hoax, right? Well, you listen to Donald Trump in a second. Tell you exactly what I told you yesterday. Big show today. You ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris, the action star, world champion, black belt, and U.S. veteran? Well. I saw a video he made. I was shocked. He's in his 80s. He's still kicking butt, working out. He looks amazing. He stays active. I mean, a guy looks like he's in his 40s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and he has plenty of energy left over, keeping him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all this because he made a simple change. It makes him and his family feel great. He made a special short video, explains everything easily to you. Make sure you check it out today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino. Could change the way you think about health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Be prepared to be amazed. The guy seriously looks incredible. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. Message and data rate supply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, 
or prevent any disease. Here's a hint that involves this stuff. It's really good. Let's get to this uh, video audio clip from last night. I told you the media is desperate for a Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis feud. Why? There's nothing they would like more than to isolate the state of Florida away from the MAGA crowd so that if Trump runs again, he loses support in Florida amongst DeSantis, folks. It is a fake feud with air quotes. I'm telling you. I know these two men. I'm not name dropping. I, it's important to the story. Both camps have assured me this is a fake story. I said it yesterday and conveniently last night. What happened? Donald Trump was on Sean Hannity's show and he said this. I get along great with Ron. Ron was very good on the Mueller hoax. He was, uh, he was right up front along with Jim Jordan and all of the rest of them. They were fantastic. The Republicans really stuck together and it was a great thing. And Ron was one of them and Ron wanted to run and I endorsed him and that helped him greatly. And uh, he went on and he's done a really terrific job in in Florida. And I think, you know, Ron has been very good. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. It's totally fake news. I think Ron said last week, he said it very publicly. He says, the press is never going to get in the middle of my friendship with Donald Trump. We're not going to do that stuff. And he said it very strongly. I thought it was very interesting, actually, and very nice. But he said that. And I agree with him on that 100%. No, I have a very good relationship with Ron and intend to have it uh, for a long time. The, that sounds like something I told you yesterday, right? Ron DeSantis benefited highly from Donald Trump's endorsement, I remember. Donald Trump has benefited from Ron DeSantis' support. There is the former president himself telling you right there what I said to you yesterday. It matters. Don't, please don't fall into this trap. Whenever you see these stories about the media wants you to retweet and put on your Facebook these stories, anonymous sources say Ron DeSantis is jealous of Trump. Anonymous sources say Trump is jealous of Ron DeSantis, and they want you to go, this is ridiculous. Ron DeSantis should shut up. Trump should shut up. They want you to do that. It just please ignore it. It's, I'm telling you, it's fake. There it is from the president's mouth himself. Before I get to questions, remember the FBI early on? They were looking at that uh, the Texas uh, gunman in the uh, in the synagogue case who took hostages. Uh, was it the suspect is Malik Akram? And the FBI early on came out was like, well, I don't really know if they're targeting the Jews. Um, here's the cover of the Jewish Chronicle. So just last year, he said the Texas gunman, um, I want to kill the Jews. I want to kill Jews. That's his quote. I don't know, Joe, uh, what the motive could have possibly been. You're right. I mean, he, Texas siege gunman's chilling threat last year. I want to kill Jews. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, it is. It's very. Thanks. Very. It's um, Joe and I and he as well have been uh, racking our brains this morning trying to figure out what the possible motive um, <laughs> could have been. It's really uh, unreal when you think about it, how poorly FBI management has handled their outfit that you see stuff like, well, we don't know if this is specifically directed at the Jewish community. Yeah. Would it be the guy's quote was, I want to kill Jews. Just crazy how the connection just. Yeah. Yeah. He makes a good point, Joe. It's just by mistake. He walked in a synagogue. He really meant to walk into a deli yeah. and uh, it was a synagogue just by mistake. No way to tell. Right. Good point. No way to tell. <laughs> no. Gee, what could have been his motive? 
All right, let's get to questions for Dan. Let's go to question one. Thank you for the great questions. Next week, if you want to submit yours, go to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino, or my Locals account, and uh, just put question for Guy or whatever, and he'll take a look. So first question from Scrapholler08. Dan, I have a friend. He's like a brother to me. Same views as me for the most part. He's never voted for anything, all caps. I've tried to talk to him about voting, yet he resists. He says all elections are rigged and it boils down to electoral votes anyway. So he says he isn't wasting his time when a vote doesn't matter. How do I get him to think differently? Um, It's pretty simple. Good question. Um, If his vote doesn't matter, how do we have Ron DeSantis in Florida? I mean, simple question, right? If your vote didn't matter in every election, every listen, I don't. let's not even go. No one has been more outspoken about election shenanigans than me. I'm not suggesting to you voter fraud isn't real. The Heritage Foundation has a whole website dedicated to it. Hans von Spakovsky, if you want to look it up. But I don't understand how, let's say voter fraud is a half a percent of the vote or 1% of the vote, right? What I don't understand is how forfeiting the vote altogether helps. Why not vote to get our people in there and then change voting rules to have elections that are that are that have uh, you know fidelity to the Constitution and elections that have integrity? Why not do that if the voting rules promote fraud? I mean, we have people in office all over the country, so clearly voting does matter. <clears throat> but good question, nonetheless. I mean, again, if you've if ideas, it's rigged and we're going to lose. So you guarantee a loss by not voting. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. The next one's at Yankees for life. Hey, Dan, I picked up your books, Spygate, Exonerated, and Follow the Money. What order would you read them in? Are there other authors or journalists, uh, journalists I can look in to fill some gaps or add from the latest findings? Thanks for you do uh, what you do. Love you and the crew, including Lucy. We love Lucy too. Lucy's the best. Uh, I would suggest in that actual order, Spygate, Exonerated, Follow the Money. That's the order I, I uh, wrote them. I appreciate it. I didn't put this question in, however, to promote my books. Uh, I'd like to promote uh, some other really good books on this specific topic. Lee Smith, Protecting the President, is another fantastic one. And uh, also, an author of mine, Matt Palumbo, he has a book out right now we've discussed on my radio show called The Man Behind the Curtain about George Soros. And you'll see the role of money in this as well. So those are some good authors I would recommend. This is from Sunshine61. Hey, Dan, could you go into more detail about parallel economy? Uh, that's our new payment process. Is it something more like PayPal or is it just a business process, payment processing? Well, we have a lot of plans, but paralleleconomy.com, if you're using Stripe or these other processors to process credit cards and transactions on your website, uh, my strong suggestions, you get away with them. Stripe canceled Donald Trump, meaning they believe in cancel culture. Just That's just a fact. Um, so that's what parallel economy is. We'll be looking at some other things in the future. I want to be careful about getting ahead of myself, but it, it's more of a Stripe type feature now. Uh, and it's we're not Stripe and we're proud of that. So paralleleconomy.com if you want to check it out. All right, next question. Hey, Dan, do you think... Uh, Governor Yunkin in Virginia and uh, Winsome Sears, the lieutenant governor, have displayed an excellent blueprint for victory at the local, state, and federal level in November. Beshley, B. Beshlian. Yes. And that is a great question. Folks, please don't ever, ever lose. Lose. 
elections at the state, local, and even at the federal level are about kitchen table issues that affect people. Youngkin focused in like a laser, like a laser on parents' frustrations with the schools, with CRT and the mandates. That mattered to parents. And ultimately, for many of them, party affiliation was thrown out the window because Virginia is a blue state and they voted for a Republican. That is the model. Do not get lost in the big, big, huge ideological arguments, which are great to speak about in speeches, without telling people, here is what I'm going to do to benefit you. And that's exactly what they did. Very good job. Next one. Casey Snow Snow White says, hey, Dan, what effect, if any, has the Supreme Court decision to scratch the employer vaccine mandate had in your ongoing fight with Cumulus? Yeah, the fight is ongoing. Um, Listen, I haven't spoken about this much. But um, I told Cumulus they could have me or the mandate. They chose the mandate, so they can't have me. I have a contract that's uh, up within the next few years. Sadly, that contract won't be renewed. I say sadly because I really enjoy and had enjoyed working there in the past. There are a lot of good people in the company. It's not just the, uh, you know, the management that's made terrible decisions. There are good people there, and it's sad. Where I wind up after that, um, I don't know. I really enjoy the radio show. But as this Supreme Court decision, no, they, Cumulus was willing, <clears throat> for some bizarre reason, to grind their company into the ground to stick by this ridiculous, unscientific vaccine mandate, which is just insane and as bizarre as I've ever seen a decision. This one's from Wanda in the Woods. Dan, we're encouraged by the new options for us standing for free speech and free business. Thanks. I believe the question now is when will someone create a curated site where we can find like-minded patriot business owners selling American goods and services? Is anyone working on that? You know what? I wasn't until today, but you gave me a great idea. I might include that along with Bongino Report. So good idea. Here's one. Deb Joy DT. Hey, Dan, was it hard for you to see your baby girl, um, Isabel, turn 18? Yeah, folks, it was. I, uh, it seems like it went by. I know you say that in a blip, like from the Marvel movies, right? But um, I used to, one of the things she used to love is, you know how like kittens and dogs, they, they have that nape and, the, and the, uh, the mama kitten carries the kitten by the nape? Well, my daughter used to wear onesies. So I would hold her from the back of the onesie and she and fly her around the house, Isabel. And she used to love, I mean, he, he laugh with that baby laugh. And, and then one day I was doing that. And the next day I'm dancing with her to a Tim McGraw song about daddy's little girl. And she's 18 years old. It is hard. And my wife and I, you know, can't have any more kids for you know, a lot of reasons, you know, that, and uh, it's tough. It's tough. I kind of live vicariously through Lucy these days, really, the puppy. My other girl's 10. She's not a little girl anymore either. She's going to be a teen soon. Miss it already. Okay, Dan, uh, this is T-Bone 10. If you were the FBI director, what would you do to clean it up? I'd get rid of the entire management. Everyone at the SES level, I'd have to ask to move out. Really? I'd have to ask them to move out if they uh, can't show that they don't have a uh, allegiance to the Constitution. Last one. TC Money. Dan, I recall you mentioned something you take to help your joint health and you wish you would have done earlier in life. What is it that you take and what bicep workout do you do? Um, I take collagen. Brickhouse Nutrition has a great one. They are also a sponsor, to be fair, but collagen is terrific. That is the substance I was talking about, collagen peptides. It is the matrix by which your joints help rebuild. 
I, I recommend it to everyone, ye included. If, if I would have been taking it since I'm younger, I'm convinced I wouldn't have the arthritis I have now. What bicep workout do you do? Uh, I don't do bicep work. There you go. Biceps, I don't do bicep workouts. Why? How do you don't do bicep work? I got whatever, 17 and a half, 18 and a half, 47. I never did bicep workouts, ever. If you do heavy back work, heavy chin-ups, I think it's a waste of time. You want my humble opinion on lifting and how to stay strong and toned and big in your old age? Scrap all the BS. Biceps, triceps, all that nonsense. Stick with deadlifts. Stick with weighted chin-ups, back workouts, presses, overhead presses, and squats. And avoid that. You don't need it. It's a waste of energy and recovery time. Big muscle group. I don't do biceps at all. I've been 17 and a half, 18 inch uh, arms my entire life. I don't do biceps. I've never done them. It's a waste. Honestly, I don't do abs either. I've, only, I've had a six pack since I'm 18. You do all those big muscle groups, it takes care of itself. All right, great questions. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, please don't miss my last show at 10 o'clock, unfiltered on Fox tomorrow night, Saturday. We got the great Leo Terrell. Pete Hegseth, the segment on Martin Shkreli, Lisa Booth's going to light it on fire. And one of my, I'm proud of this monologue. I've been working on it all week. We'll be moving to 9 p.m. next week. Thanks again, folks. See you on the radio show later. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.